The Pittsburgh Pirates offense came back, and hopefully they're here to stay. Starting pitching has kept this team afloat, and we get a fun pitching matchup in Game 2 against the San Diego Padres. My name is Ethan Smith, your host of the Locked On Pirates podcast, brought to you by Game Time, and let's get into it. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast, everybody, brought to you by Game Time here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team your Pittsburgh Pirates every single day. My name is Ethan Smith, your host of this wonderful show. Follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates for all of your analysis, opinions, and reactions to everything happening in the world of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And last night, folks, was fun. Remember what that is? Remember what fun is, especially when you're watching baseball particularly the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, they had some fun last night. The Pittsburgh Pirates, of course, defeat the San Diego Padres 9-4 to last night, 16 hits, 9 runs. It, it was something we haven't seen in quite a while. And I don't have to tell you that. You already know that by watching the games. We have not seen this team score more than four runs in quite a bit. The last time they did was in a 10 to six loss to the Chicago Cubs. We haven't seen them have that many hits in quite some time. And part of it really came from the young duo of Henry Davis and Nick Gonzalez. Now, obviously they were not the entirety of the offense whatsoever. I mean, if they weren't had eight hits apiece at a 16 hit outing, I think we'd be having a very different conversation today. Nevertheless, though, four of the 16 hits in last night's game came from the young first round pick duo of Henry Davis and Nick Gonzalez. And it's fun. It, it is what this Pirates team needed. Is this the spark that this Pirates team needed? And I'm going to opt and say yes. They needed a game where they get contributions from literally everybody. And that's what happened yesterday. The only person not to contribute to the hit party was Jiwon Bay, who was also ejected late in the game last night after taking an early pitch and then getting in or taking a pitch inside early in the at-bat, but nevertheless, Henry Davis has been here for about a week now, and we have seen a lot of Henry Davis so far that has been very good to see. Henry has done very good things, and I know a lot of people, including myself, would like to see these good things result in a certain somebody no longer being on the roster or at least being pushed to a backup at his position. But we're going to talk positive today. And, I mean, since arriving on June 19th, Henry Davis so far 
He's batting 276. He's getting on base at a 364 clip. He's slugging 448. Not numbers that are going to get you on national media shows like what uh, Ellie De La Cruz is doing in Cincinnati, but numbers that are serviceable, especially for a team that desperately needs offense. Even better, if you want to look at it, he's only not reached base once since he's been called up here. And he's only gone hitless twice since he's came up here. Even better, you look recently about at what the Pirates have done. You have the Miami Marlins series where Henry Davis hits his first home run. Including that series as well as the San Diego Padres game last night. Six of his eight hits so far at the big league level have come in the past four games. And we got to see him in the three-hole last night. That's something that I've seen a lot of people kind of beg for with the way Andrew McCutcheon is getting on base is to put Henry Davis behind Andrew McCutcheon so that Andrew McCutcheon could actually score runs. And Henry Davis delivered on that yesterday. And not only on top of that, but he's also been a viable option defensively in right field as well. I think he's done just fine out there. I think a lot of people expected him to do just fine out there. Do I think he catches this year? Probably not. I think that spot's reserved for Andy Rodriguez when he eventually comes up here. But as long as Henry Davis's bat is in the lineup, I don't care where he plays. And one of the other things, too, not even from a statistical standpoint, just from a uh, analyzing him over the last week, week and a half or so, he's very vocal, man. He just seems like a natural leader. He wants to win. That's what he wants to do. He wants to win night in and night out. He wants his teammates to be good around him. He wants his team to be a good team around him. He wants to be good himself. He gets hard on himself. And that's something that the Pirates need. Then you look at his counterpart, Nick Gonzalez. First round pick the year before he was drafted. Man, that first hit that Nick Gonzalez had off the Clemente wall for a triple, when that went off the Clemente wall, that's when I really stood there watching that game last night and said, okay, I think it's going to be a little different today. As if you remember, the Padres were up 3-0 going into that inning, or bottom half of the inning. That's usually a death sentence with this team as of late. Nick Gonzalez said, uh-uh. No. Gets the triple off the wall for his first major league hit. What does he do after that? Later in the game, with the Pirates cleanly in hand, up 8-4, to four, he just casually hits a 442-foot shot to dead center. I mean, he hit it over the grass lettering off the batter's eye for his first career home run. So he didn't only collect one ball last night, collected two. And these guys were big parts of this win last night, like it or not. Obviously you do. But for them to contribute 25% of what the offense was last night is a major thing moving forward. These two guys are going to offer a spark to this team. 
that has been desperately needed since the middle of that NL Central stretch against Milwaukee and Chicago that put the Pirates where they currently stand now. Which is why I was calling for it to happen before that started. Because now, you're 36 and 42, you're not out of it, but let's see if this spark can be sustained. And as well as for Nick Gonzalez, some other things you might want to talk about with him, he scored in two of his first four games. He also played pretty good at shortstop last night, too. He has experience playing there. I still think he profiles more as a second baseman. Pirates have been looking for somebody to take over that position defensively since O'Neal Cruz was hurt. I think Gonzo can do that. What's even more baffling about all of this, by the way, is that Henry Davis and Nick Gonzalez are contributing. You're seeing Josh Palacios contribute. I've really liked what I've seen from him. You're seeing young guys all over the place kind of make these little contributions that I think are going to keep eventually adding up to this team eventually getting back towards 500. Does it even include Andy Rodriguez, who was just announced uh, yesterday or the day before? I can't remember what day it was, but sometime this week, him and J.P. Massey were announced that they were going to be in the MLB Futures game at All-Star Weekend. Andy's going to be here eventually. And what's Andy going to do? He's going to bring another spark to this team. And then... You get G-Man Choi back from injury soon. Brian Reynolds will be off the IL soon. Key Brian Hayes, who's dealing with back stiffness, will hopefully get healthy quick and be back in the lineup every day. And then the big kahuna. Let's say the Pirates stay afloat through July. Say there, there's a shooter's chance that they win the NL Central or they're right there. Why be a buyer or a seller when you're going to get your best bat in the lineup back in August? In O'Neal Cruz. O'Neal Cruz looks, he, he looks like he's priming for that comeback. And when you get him back in the lineup with Henry Davis, Nick Gonzalez, hopefully by then Andy Rodriguez, a healthy Brian Reynolds, key Brian Hayes on a good day, Jack Sawinski. It's a lineup I like my chances against uh, against with anybody. Truthfully. I will say it like I've said it all year. We have not seen the best version of this Pittsburgh Pirates team yet. Henry Davis was a part of that. Nick Gonzalez was a part of that. Andy Rodriguez is a part of that. O'Neal Cruz is a part of that. And it's only going to get better from here. And one reason why the Pittsburgh Pirates are still in the position they are, despite this horrible stretch, is because the starting pitching has kept them afloat. And we're going to talk about that. But first, I want to talk to you guys about game time. Game time, of course, is your one-stop shop for last-minute tickets. Guess what? I went to WWE Monday Night Raw in Savannah, Georgia this past Monday. And I use game time to buy my tickets because game time 
is super reliable, and they didn't make it stressful. Because Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music and comedy near you. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. You also get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can get your tickets in a matter of seconds, and tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off, and download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Please use it. It's absolutely awesome. Go see Nick Gonzalez and Henry Davis at PNC Park. Also, make sure you get. The Hometown Broadcast on Sirius XM. You'll hear my wonderful voice over on Sirius XM for every hometown radio broadcast for the Pittsburgh Pirates this year. Everydayers, thank you so much for tuning into the show as you do every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, even when I miss days, but it's okay. It's fine. You guys tune in no matter what. You comment no matter what. You subscribe no matter what. You like no matter what, and that's why we're here. Now speaking about why the Pirates are where they are this stretch of games starting with the Chicago series the first one sucked it was not fun but one thing has not faltered since this stretch of games has started and that's the starting pitching let's just look over the last five games with Mitch Keller going tonight we'll talk about that in segment three But this goes back to Keller's last start in Miami. So it pretty much covers the entire Miami Marlins series and the game last night with Rich Hill. Mitch Keller, seven innings pitched, five hits, one earned run, five strikeouts. Luis Ortiz, eight innings pitched, seven hits, one earned run, five strikeouts, two walks. Osvaldo Beto. Five and two-thirds, nine hits, two earned runs, five Ks. Johan Oviedo, seven innings pitched, six hits, one earned run, six strikeouts. Rich Hill, six innings pitched, nine hits, four earned runs, four Ks, four walks. The Pirates won two of those games. Which, again, we know why. The Pirates just lost it offensively for quite a bit. Does anybody want to guess, and I'll give you a second to guess while you're watching this video, the last time that a Pirates starter gave up more than four earned runs in a game? Now that I assume your guess is in the comments, it was Rolanzi Contreras on June 7th. The game that basically shoved him to the bullpen. That is the last time that a pirate starter gave up more than four earned runs in a game. June 7th is June 28th. Speaking of Rowanzi, 
by the way. Since June 17th, for Juanji Contreras, who's made the move to the bullpen to try to improve and get back to his normal self, since June 17th, he has four appearances, seven and one-third innings pitched, four hits, one earned run, seven strikeouts, and two walks. Sounds good, right? His ERA is down from a 6.55 to a 5.95, and his whip is down from a 1.6 to a 1.51. So I would say the transition to the bullpen is working, and we saw that last night. He did very good after Rich Hill escaped that bases-loaded jam in the sixth inning. They handed the ball off to Rowanzi. The offense, of course, gave him some run support. He pitches three scoreless innings against the Padres last night and picks up his first uh, professional save. Has never done it in the minors, never did it up here. Pretty cool stuff for Rowanzi. This rotation is not what we expected it to be at all, folks. We know that. Vince Velasquez, out for the year. JT Brubaker, out for the year. Mike Burrows, who I expected to be in this rotation by now if he was healthy, out for the year. It's pretty good. That's what I'll say. And they're keeping this team afloat. They really are. They've kept this team within striking distance all year. What speaks to that? They're tied for fourth in Major League Baseball with 35 quality starts. Pretty good stuff. They're also tied for fifth in MLB in quality start percentage with 45%. You may be asking what quality start percentage is. That's the percentage of games you play where your starting pitcher gives you a quality start. This staff has been that good this year to where... 45% of the time, no matter who you have on the mound, 45%, almost a toss-up, that you are going to get six innings pitched and three earned runs or less from your starter this year. 45% of the time. That is nuts. I believe Seattle is leading in that metric at 51%, which is really wild. Um, is this all sustainable for this Pirates starting pitching staff? I don't know. It's hard to tell just because one, you hope that they stay healthy because they are pitching a lot and there's still a lot of season left and one injury derails everything. Just going to say that now. It doesn't matter if it's Mitch Keller. It doesn't matter if it's Osvaldo Beto. If the Pirates have an injury to this starting rotation, things are going to get real dicey real fast. Now, you can argue you bring up Jared Jones. You could bring up Quinn Priester. You could bring up whoever. But putting a guy in that kind of situation right away is something we've seen before with Mitch Keller. We've seen it with Luis Ortiz a little bit. We've seen it with Rowanzi. So do you really want to create that problem? Probably not. But 
enjoy it while we have it. Because I would bank and have said during that stretch of losing that if the starting pitching staff continued to pitch the way it was, the Pirates were not going to continue to lose because it is almost mathematically impossible to. The offense just has to show up night in and night out for this pitching staff, and they're going to do the rest. The bullpen is getting close to being healthy. Colin Holderman was pitching yesterday through 25 pitches in a rehab assignment in Pittsburgh. Getting him back would be huge. Having Rowanzi go three scoreless last night and only having to use two pitchers against the San Diego Padres offense, very big deal. Because now you still have Bednar and Dowry Moretta available for the rest of this series. And I think tonight's going to be a close game. Why? I'll tell you in a second. Mitch Keller and the Pittsburgh Pirates look for their first series win since June 11th. Tonight against the San Diego Padres and Blake Snell. Oh boy, this is going to be an interesting game after we just watch the offense do some good things. Blake Snell is uh, not the pitcher you want to see after that. Uh, Mitch Keller in June, by the way, 24 and one-thirds innings pitch, 20 strikeouts, 9 walks, a 222 opposing batting average and a 1.19 whip. Keller's been fine. He's taken a little bit of a step back. Strikeout numbers are down, <clears throat> but still been good. Blake Snell, though. Yeah, this is not going to be promising to hear, and I'm not saying the Pirates can't win tonight, but it's not going to be promising to hear. Blake Snell in the month of June has 25 innings pitched, 43 strikeouts, six walks, a 119 opposing batting average, and a .64 whip. The last time that a team scored an earned run against Blake Snell was on June 11th, and that was the Colorado Rockies, and it was their only earned run of the game against Blake Snell. To add to that for Blake Snell, he had 11 or more strikeouts in his past three starts. Yeah, it's not going to be easy against Blake Snell, especially against an offense that has been very up and down. Fun statistic, by the way, that I wanted to bring up with everybody about Mitch Keller and how good he's been this year. Mitch Keller has gone at least five innings in every start that he's had this year except one. That one start was against the Cincinnati Reds on opening day. And if we remember, he would have went five innings in that start if it wasn't for him giving up some runs in the fifth inning. He went four and two-thirds. That is the shortest start that Keller has had all year. He has went five or more innings in every single start except opening day. God, I love Mitch Keller. Also, the Pirates are looking for their first quote-unquote win streak since the Cardinals sweep to begin June. They have not won more than one game at a time since that sweep against the St. Louis Cardinals to begin the month of June. Uh, of course, they won the opener against the Athletics in the following series and then lost two in a row, and that kind of started this slide of whatever the hell 
has been going on. But they haven't won back-to-back games since that point. That is scary. And it's going to be tough tonight. Blake Stell's a tough cookie. He's a tough pitcher. Padres, by the way, very good team. They rank fifth in ERA in all of baseball. We just got lucky to miss you, Darvis, last night. Here are some stats to know. Ethan's favorite stat, of course, in the entire world about this Pittsburgh Pirates team. You know it's coming, folks. You know what it is. It's the over five runs or more record. The Pittsburgh Pirates are 24-4 and four in games. They score five runs or more. They did that last night to improve on that number. Pirates are 19 and 19 at home, so they'll also look to get over 500 at PNC Park this season with a win tonight. While the Padres are 17 and 20 on the road, so the Padres, of course, even if they were to win the next two, will still be a losing team on the road. Hassan Kim has had a very good stretch as of late over his past 10 games, 15 for 39 with three homers over his last 10. He did pretty good last night as well. Carlos Santana, who had kind of a rough patch going there, has done some good things. Over the past 10 games, 11 for 39 with two home runs. Liking what I'm seeing from Santana. He homered yesterday. Think he could do it again. These teams, by the way, will enter Tuesday night, or Wednesday night, sorry, it's, it is Wednesday with basically identical records, Padres are 37 and 42, the Pirates are 36 and 42. On paper, obviously, the Padres much better team. Over their last 10 games, 4 and 6. Pirates over their last 10, we already know. <laughs> I don't I don't have to tell you that one. How do the Pirates win tonight? I think Mitch Keller is going to go 6 or 7 strong as he usually does. Blake Snell will probably do the same thing. And ultimately, it's going to come down to can the Pirates find a way to attack Blake Snell. One thing I saw last night that I really enjoyed, they weren't looking at strike one as often as we've seen them do it under the stupid Andy Haynes model. They were attacking pitches. They looked like they actually wanted to be in the batter's box. They weren't just searching for walks what you need to do against Blake Snell because he's going to try to strike you out. He's going to try to get you to swing at things outside the zone because he's a very good pitcher. It's going to be low scoring, folks. It's not going to be like last night. It's going to be a very low scoring game. We'll see if the Pirates can win their first series since they beat the New York Mets in a series. Another high payroll team that has not lived up to expectations. Can the Pirates win another series and get a win streak going? We will find out tonight. It'll be Mitch Keller versus Blake Snell. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. My name is Ethan Smith. Follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and the notifications button to get updates on when we get nows, game recaps, and episodes here on YouTube, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, or wherever 
you get your podcast. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday, and I will see you on the flip side.